Alright, legends, welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me, dude. Exciting times, exciting times to be alive. What a time it is to be alive, indeed. Um, I'm feeling a bit sheepish today. I will come clean on the weekend. I bought $43 worth of KFC and I only had one friend over. So, I mean, last week's Dine and Dash story is looking pretty good now compared to that. I thought that was the worst thing I've ever done in my life, the Dine and Dash. But buy $43 worth of KFC for you and one friend and then tell me how your soul feels after that one, okay? After a point, you're just shoveling chicken down, but you don't know why. You don't know who you are anymore. Or you've, or you can, or you can get the the courage to say is pass me another chicken tender, with a single tear rolling down your eye. It's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> but dude, forty three dollars. Then I'm doing my Monday morning review of the old finances, and I'm thinking, fuck, of all the things I could have used that forty three dollars for. I could have loaded up on India on day five. You know, I could have put even more money on McGregor for this weekend. I could have bought a nicer hairbrush, you know. So much is going through my mind. But that's the mistake I made and I have to wear it now. Okay, that's how the world works. There isn't second chances. You buy a bucket of chicken so big you need two hands to carry it. There will be consequences. Emotional ones. So that's how I'm feeling today. But I'm still feeling positive for sure. Uh, very exciting. I will say shit start to the morning. I don't want to complain. Although I guess I already did regarding the KFC, but why is it on shampoo and conditioner that the only thing you can't find is whether it is in fact shampoo or conditioner? I just double conditioned by accident. Couldn't find the shampoo. Okay. Says fucking Marrakesh oil sourced in the fields of Morocco brought to you by Garnier Fructus. But but what are you bringing me, Garnier Fructus? What are you bringing? What is inside this bottle? You know, so I just double conditioned. Then I found the shampoo after. But that's not how the world works, dude, okay? You know, capitalism is in place. You can't just shampoo after you condition. This isn't communist Russia, okay? This isn't a communist country where you can just sort of make your own rules up like that, okay? You know, um, if people start shampooing after they condition, I believe society will crumble in three business days. Everyone's hair will be too frizzy. There'll be no moisture locked in. And society, as we know it, will crumble. So that's the sort of chaos I'm dealing with here on a day-to-day fucking basis. On a day-to-day basis. (laughs) But dude, all right, let's crack into it. What is going on? In my beautiful, beautiful life. Um, (laughs) I got to say, I'm just struggling to hit the tarmac a bit for 2021. I thought last Monday, you know, I went back to work to the old office job. Then Monday night, I went back to work the old, I don't know, stand-up comedy job. Couldn't think of anything to describe it just then. And I did for Monday to Thursday, I had a gig every night. I thought podcast went out um i thought i'm back you know time to crank up the engines for 2021 
Um, unfortunately, old habits die hard. And by old habits, I mean some of the more aggressive ones I developed over the Christmas break. Um, RE, um, alcohol and light narcotic use. So just sort of, I just, I reckon t- today and tomorrow, I'm just hitting the tarmac now, ready to get back into it, you know, ready to fire up the turbines. But then we got Australia Day coming up in a few days. Um, traditionally my favorite day of the year, Australia Day. I know that's, uh, that opinion has fallen into poor taste of late. Um, but you know, I'm excited and it's going to be possibly the biggest weekend of the year because you got hottest 100 on the Saturday. Then you got Conor McGregor's fighting on the Sunday. Then if you have any sense like me last August, you took the Monday off work. Okay, I've had that in the book, unpaid leave. I don't need your money, okay? I don't need your money. This is, I'm doing something much bigger than the cash, all right? And then, and then we got Tuesday, Australia Day. I didn't take the Wednesday off work, which I'm regretting. Um, also, I've been pretty vocal around the office about how much I love Australia Day, so... The writing's going to be on the wall if I claim to have a sniffle the day after a four-day bender. So, I should have taken the Wednesday off. I regret it. Um, If it's not too late for you, I beg you to take the Wednesday off. Um, But yeah, it's a lot happening. And uh, just trying to get back into the swing of things for 2021. But feeling it, um, just, just struggling a little bit. But I can tell after Australia Day, dude, I'll be, that's it, I'm done. Okay, so anyway, let's crack into this potteroo. Um, so firstly, we made our return for 2021 to our favorite Chinese restaurant. Okay, now the service, you don't want to know about it. They don't want to know about you. Okay, the service is horrendous. The food is at times repulsive. Um, the only dish I can recommend is the fried rice. And that is, you know, I know on this podcast, we like to laugh. We like to, we like to have a joke, but that's not a fucking joke, dude. You, some of these dishes could put you in hospital for a week. Um, dude, we had an incident, unfortunately. We, you know, we're there, bottles of white wine. We got the big bash set up um, and we're, we're ready to go. You know, we've strapped in for our two hour wait for our food um, and fucking my roommate, Macca. Dude, some people, it's like uh, it's like Bruce Wayne's butler said, some people just want to watch the world burn. That's what this young man did on Friday night. He ordered satay beef, okay? Now, we all know the staple that is satay chicken. I'm pretty sure when freaking, what's his name, Genghis Khan took over half of Europe, I'm pretty sure the boys were fueled on satay chicken for many of those battles. Okay, um, some call them the Sartay soldiers. I read that in year 10, so you can look that up. Uh, but dude, Sartay beef. Now, the problem with Macca is you give this guy a fork, he wants a spoon. You give him a spoon, he wants a fork. I mean, the guy's never happy. Um, but Sartay beef, why would you take a classic and fuck around with it? Okay, if it's not broken, you don't fix it. Okay. But Macca, he just wanted to veto because he knows I'm getting satay chicken. So he said, 
It went to him first. He said, I'll get satay beef. I said, but you know I'm getting satay chicken. And he said, well, you can't. I've already ordered a satay dish. Because we usually get one type of each meat. So, you, you know, pork, beef, chicken, seafood. But then we also don't want overlapping flavors. So he's fucking, he's cut me off on a sauce technicality. I was not able to order my favorite satay chicken. So now in my mind, whole, whole meals out the window. And I hear people, I hear say, Bill, satay beef is pretty much the same as satay chicken. And do you know what, dude? You can get the fuck out of my house. What about that? Get the fuck out of my house. It's not the same. It's a completely different protein. The balance of flavors is different. How the meat interacts with the vegetables. Mate, don't even come into my house with that sort of chat, okay? So yeah, Chinese was crap. Um, despite the light narcotic use we engaged in, it was still, our oh, satay beef. Oh my God. Grow up, Macca. Grow up. But then we go to pay and the lady who does the, um, the payments and, and the horrendous service, uh, she's quite funny. You know, you love to hate her. She's one of those characters. She comes over, we go check please. And we're the only ones in the restaurant. So, you know, we've, We've spent about 160 bucks. You know, we've been very, pretty respectful. Um, we just want to pay our bill and go. No tip. <laughs> and she goes, oh, okay, one second. I just have to do a delivery. I'll do your bill when I come back. And we're like, oh, for fuck's sake. So she fucks off in, a, in the Corolla with about $45,000 worth of uh, beautiful Chinese delicacies. Now we're stuck in the restaurant for 20 minutes. Okay waiting for her to come back to process our payment takes about 10 seconds just 160 card boop beep whatever so now we're stuck in the restaurant we're the only ones in the restaurant there's no front of house staff i gotta come clean there were some impure thoughts around the group about doing a second dine and dash um now i'm very proud to say that i actually i was on the opposing team for this one still riddled by the guilt um, from the previous Dine and Dash at the Indian place. Also, I, d I didn't have the heart to knock over another minority, you know? Maybe if it was some white guy called Jeff doing us chicken schnitzels, I would have fucking done the old runaroo. But, I mean, what is this? is starting to look like some sort of a white supremacism movement, you know? Where only We only refuse to pay for money when it's uh, cooked by non-whites. That was some of the thoughts I was having. So I, I said, I said, lads, there's no way. We're doing another Dine and Dash. I didn't sleep for a week after the last one. And they also agreed with me on that. So, you know, morality uh, won out. We very respectfully waited 20 minutes after our meal to eventually pay the bill. And, uh, and we made the walk home. And that is a story about some young men who lost their way briefly over the Christmas period. And... Uh, and now we're back. You know, we're, we are as morally strong as ever before. And i got to say, it feels great. Feels fantastic. So, as your Friday. I'm sort of killing a bit of time here. Went to the beach Saturday morning. This will rattle you going to the beach. Treacherous conditions, I'll say. Treacherous. Um, I'll tell you this. As we're walking into the water, some kids are getting rescued in the flags. Okay, so not even the flags are safe. 
the lifeguards. I don't know. I don't know who was on. <laughs> Huge rip in the flags. Massive. So people are drowning left and right, either side of us. Um, and it was all happening. But we rush home um, from, you know, dodging the ocean's wrath. Watch the cricket. Head down to Manly. It's packed. There's about 5,000 backpackers on this grassy knoll overlooking the water. Absolute scenes, okay? Absolute scenes. Um, fantastic afternoon. Picturesque. Um, and just a great time. Just a really great time. Uh, we slip into the pub and... Oh, I apologize. Um, we slip into the pub... And I got to say, I'm feeling a bit of a rumble in the jungle, re mi stomiko. Okay, my stomach. I'm not feeling great. It's one of those nights where you just feel. I was having fun, but I was just quite wrecked from a big week and just had a bit of trouble getting going. So I thought, time to take a risk. We'll do two tequila shots, and if they sit, I'm off to the races. If, but I think this could go either way. 50-50, these things. I could have my head in the toilet. You know, I'm already feeling unwell. Bam, tequila shots. Cross my fingers. They sit. I stand. And now we've got a bit of momentum behind us here. This is fantastic. Um, proceed to have one of the great afternoons. Really enjoyed myself. Um, this, <laughs> I was talking to this Canadian girl at, at uh, this pub and... And she thought I was being so rude because, like, there was, uh, I was talking to her. She's across from me. Then behind her was a table of, like, pretty, pretty fucking hot chicks. And, um, and she was like, she was like, what are you looking at? And I was like, oh, nothing. And then she turns around. She's like, oh, my God. Like, you fucking, like, seriously, how hard is it? Like, just, uh, you know, what are you doing? You, you creep. And I said, oh, sorry. I'm not actually, uh, I'm not actually looking at those girls. The real answer is far more embarrassing. I was actually keeping keeping pretty close tabs on the Hobart Hurricanes game over her shoulder. While she was talking, I literally watched every ball. I did hear a word she said. So I, I, I did say it was like, oh God, I wish, I wish I was having a perv at those girls. I mean, that would have been a lot cooler. I'm actually keeping pretty close tabs on if the Hurricanes will be able to achieve the bonus point in this match. So... <laughs> And she was Canadian as well. She didn't even know what cricket was. So this was just... I guess there's a strikeout city for you. So that's pretty good. Um, what else happened Saturday night? Kilo shots. Oh, yeah. What about this? Dude, I had to tell a girl I had a crush on her on Saturday night. Horrendous scenes. Now, I didn't have to tell her, but... You know, I'm not 12 years old. Some, you know, let's get these... Uh, if you've got a crush on a girl... Better to, better to just tell her. Now, a lot of people would tell a girl, you have a crush on her. Maybe you ask her out for a coffee. Maybe, you know, I don't know what else people do. Shoot her a text. That would work pretty good, I guess. The phone call. No one really picks up the phone anymore. Um, I personally stick with the tried and true method of accidentally running into her after 35 schooners and telling her then at midnight on Saturday night. Um, now... I will say with this method, results will vary. Uh, but it's a two-bird situation. You know, you're already on your night out. T tell her you got a crush on her. 
keep things moving. You know, maybe she said, my God, Billy, you're the bloody man of my dreams. Or maybe she says, I'm going to stop you right there, big chief. Let's put a pin in this. Um, but either way, uh, <laughs> due to the 35 schooners in your system, I think you'll feel that uh, you'll be struggling to feel anything regardless of the result. So I actually highly recommend that method. Um, and yeah, that was quickly nipped in the bud by her. But the thing is now, you got no time to be like, oh, well, maybe I should have said this, uh, that sucks, whatever. Because you're already on the night out and you've already got 35 under the belt. You've been on the source since midday. So now you're straight back you're straight back into having a great time with the lads. It's quite it's quite a strong method, really. And you know, you never know. She might be like, Dear God, Billy D, I love your comedy. I listen to your podcast. I also like other features about you. Um, so that's the way to do it. 2021, dude. You you run into someone, tell them you're bloody just tell them whatever. You know? Get in the mix. Um, but the night continued. Uh, the yeah, so that went south with the girl, but the night went north. There's a directional analogy for you, hey? A compass metaphor. You won't get that on any other podcast. Uh, but yeah, I went to another pub after this. I got to say, security at this pub shaped the fuck up, dude, because I was not in a state to be let in. Um, I don't remember getting let in, but I remember thinking, whoever did just let me in, HR review this man's position okay i was licking the concrete um but yeah cracking night stayed up to like stayed up to like 4 30 a.m i gotta say i don't know why i don't like we did not have a good kick-ons um there was nothing really going on we had like one person over but then i forgot i invited freddie over for the ufc sunday morning and he gets here at seven. I had like an hour's sleep. And he rolls in with a case. He's like, mate, the Holloway fight, how good's this? Next thing you know, I'm ordering $43 worth of KFC. So that's how that happened. Um, and yeah, so that was the weekend. I lost a bit of money on the UFC, um, but not heaps. Um, and we keep on trucking. We keep on trucking. Another cracking weekend in the books. Uh, I got dinner with some friends, Sunday, Arvo, etc. But not too many yarns there. Um, but yeah, cracking weekend, dude. Fucking unreal. And this is why I'm having a bit of trouble hitting the tarmac in 2021 because like, dude, January, the weather's cranking. I was in lockdown for Christmas. So, you know, forgive me if I'm still a bit, uh, ravenous for good times, if you will. But now let's crack into, um, some bloody topics. Now let's cut the shit. All right, the hottest 100 is this Saturday. It's in two days, dude. And I will say, just clarify this on my, my views on Australia Day because um, I've got a couple of messages about it. Dude, I'm happy to change the date for Australia Day, whatever. When I say I love Australia Day, I love just getting blind as a bat with my friends, okay? Do not take it as any sort of political stance, okay? I don't even fucking vote, all right? So let's, let's just keep on that. So... I love Australia Day. If you, I love Hottest 100 Day, really. Okay? So, let's just leave Australia Day over here. Let's talk about the Hottest 100. Okay? Now, the Hottest 100 is the greatest day of the year. It's so fun. Um, we all know 100 songs, 100 dreams to make come true for these young artists. And I will repeat my thoughts on this. I apologize. 
I know I've said this in multiple podcasts before, and voting's already closed. But with the Hottest 100, for Christ's sake, support Australian artists, you know? Childish Gambino doesn't need a leg up. You know, dude, I love Machine Gun Kelly. Love it, okay? He's, my favorite song of last year was probably Forget Me Too with him and Halsey. I didn't vote for it in the Hottest 100, okay? Because that was the number one album in the world for like two weeks. Machine Gun Kelly's a multi-millionaire, already plays arenas, and is a movie star, and is dating Megan Fox. He doesn't need to come 37th in the Hottest 100, okay? He's not going to call in. He's not going to care. He's not going to know it's even on, all right? And that's okay. Machine Gun Kelly has bigger things to do. But you know what, dude? You know, someone like Spacey Jane. Um, it was some of my other votes, dude. George Ellis, you know? Some of these young Australian artists, dude. Teenage Jones, that band that won Unearthed High. Dude, these guys. Give them a bloody vote. If you send someone into the top 10, you could change their life forever. You know? Amy Shark was fucking serving up cheeseburgers until... Australia voted Adore number two and changed their life forever. Dude, Tash Sultana was probably doing mushrooms under a bridge in Byron Bay. Now look at her. Okay? Ocean Alley, dude. They're all killing it, all right? Let's make some dreams come true. Support Australian artists, okay? And if you need to vote for Flume, I understand. Okay? I understand. We all love Flume. He's probably the only exception because he's an, he, obviously he's an Australian artist, but he's massive and he's already won before so i personally wouldn't be voting for any more flume songs although last year i did vote for rushing back so yeah support aussie artists american rappers don't need it dude i saw people voting for juice world even though he's fucking dead okay and that's not you know i'm not being mean i'm just saying that i don't think juice world's gonna call in if he gets in the top 10 that's just a gut feel i have okay um, so yeah, support Aussie artists. If you bloody get someone into the top 50 or something, you could dead set change their life. So, you know, I will say don't go too niche. Um, because one year I didn't have a single pick in the top 100. So yeah, you know, you want to, I, tr I try and vote for artists that I think are there or thereabouts that I can, you know, my support will go the distance with, you know, I've, it will have the most effect. You know, don't listen to some guy who's got... Don't vote for some guy who's got a thousand plays on Spotify. He's not going to make the top 200. But don't vote for fucking Kendrick Lamar either. You know what I mean? Let's just use our heads a little bit. Um, but yeah, so here are my picks. Um, I did it... I forgot to do it. I did it like 2.30 on the Monday. So what do we got here? Okay, I went Spacey Jane booster seat. I know it's a favorite, um, but I love Spacey Jane and I love indie rock and I want them to be number one. I don't actually, um, I'm not that into Glass Animals who I know it's between those two for number one. I'm praying for uh, Spacey Jane booster seat and I will, I think, be loading up on that. I also think you should bet on the hottest 100. Um, I bet on Mallrat last year pretty aggressively. And I got to say, if you have money on someone and they're in the top 10, it is fucking some of the most fun you'll ever have waiting for each song to drop. Dude, I was in the top five. Morat came second. 
or third. I can't remember. But, dude, it is like edge of your seat stuff. So, I highly recommend you bet on that. Then I had Greta Stanley soak into this. I don't know if you know Greta Stanley, but she absolutely rips. Uh, George Ellis. George Ellis, a young woman. She had um, that song Circles that came out last year. Voted for her. Now, I chucked Amy Shark a vote because I've been on the shark train since day one. Okay, and I just... Bam. Just love watching her go. She's playing arenas now, dude. And she's much hotter than you could ever believe in real life. And she liked one of my tweets once. So, I mean, obviously. Got to vote for Amy Shark. Now, I got the Smith Street Band, I Still Dream About You. Now, the Smith Street Band, if you don't listen to them, do yourself a favor. Probably my favorite band in the world at the moment. They're fucking so good. Okay? So good. So give them uh, give them a listen. And Smith Street Band, I will say, I think they're going to be top 10-ish. If they can get into the top 10, it'll be huge. It'll be huge for them. Okay? So get around them. Now, obviously, got to vote for my girl, Morat. Love her to death. Um, she has commented and messaged me on Instagram before. Um, obviously, I had to tag her pretty aggressively to sort of, you know, get those messages out of her. But I still feel that she wanted to message me and she didn't have to. So, got to vote for Morat. Rockstar, it's a good tune. I don't think it'll really... Um, I think maybe top 50, that'd be ideal. But I don't think it'll really go anywhere. Um, now, the only Leica version I voted for... And how am I going for time? You beauty. Um, the only Leica version I voted for... I do like to vote for at least one Leica version a year because some of them just rip so hard. You know? So, the only Leica version I voted for was by Tucker Perry, Jesus Walks. He had like three chicks sing on it. I mean, yeah, he really just played the piano in the background. But still, dude, this was the coolest Leica version. So sick. Um, And then I voted for... I usually like to vote for whatever the artist tells you to vote for because they know which is their most popular song. I voted for that chick, Grace, with two A's. I voted for Hard to Say, but then I saw on Instagram, like, the next day, she was like, vote for this other one that I haven't heard of. But I love this song, but I don't think it'll be... I don't think that'll make the top 100. And then I voted for Slowly Slowly, Race Car Blues. Dude, Slowly Slowly rips so hard. Indie rock, dude. Rock on, indie style. (laughs) I regret doing that massively massively um and then finally i voted for g flip hyperfine i just love g flip dude she fucking bangs and uh yeah these are songs that i love but they're also songs that i think i think pretty much all of these will be in the top 100 except for maybe greta stanley or that grace song but you know you want to be in the mix and and also the more songs you have in the top 100 the more song the more fun you're going to have on the day so I personally feel like this is the best way to vote, um, to have the most fun possible. But good luck. May the odds forever be in your favor and um, and throw a cheeky 50 on something. You know, really get yourself invested in the countdown. Dude, that, that'll uh, take your day from a nine to a 10. But it's exciting stuff. Possibly maybe, oh, hottest 100 into Conor McGregor fighting on Sunday. Dude, oh my God. I'm fucking... So excited. Oh my God, I cannot wait. So yeah, that'll be great. 
Okay, also, don't forget, on Australia Day, if you choose to celebrate it, uh, <laughs> I personally will be getting blind either way, so um, the better 100. Don't forget to give it a go. A few people have been sending me some... Uh, they've already done their own better 100s, like over the Christmas period, which is pretty exciting. But the better 100, I'll remind you of the concept. Basically, if there's four people or five people, um, everyone gets 20 picks of a song. Put them all in a Spotify playlist. Hit shuffle. That's your countdown for the day. Do not touch the phone again. It plays every song once, and it'll go from 100 to 1. And that's your countdown for the day. And uh, you can have prizes. You know, you, dude, it's fucking so much fun. You can, you can hit pause and play, but don't hit next because it'll, it'll stuff up the shuffle. You know, you can do a few Triple J-style interviews. You can do it all, dude. You can do it all. So, highly recommend getting around that. Now, I just want to talk about one thing, and then I'll do a little cricket wrap-up at the end. Um, now, just quickly touch on uh, tennis players carrying on about hotel quarantine. Bernard Tomic's missus is apparently quite lippy from what I'm seeing on the internet. I personally didn't know Bernard Tomic still engaged in the sport of tennis, especially at a professional level. Um, I remember 10 years ago when he was in his prime and he was still horrendous. So I don't know what's going on there. Is it, is he now like sort of, has he got some sort of a disease and he's playing under sort of a make a wish kid concept? Um, is he the ball boy? Is he quarantining to be a ball boy? I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, I tell you what, he can make it out of that hotel room, but he won't, he won't be making it out of round one. So, I mean, fuck, mate, I'd enjoy playing World of Warcraft and eating Uber Eats now because when fucking you come across the Joker in round one and the cunt's hidden at 200 kilometers down the tee, we'll see who wishes they weren't back in their hotel room. Bernie? Okay, you fucking whinging cunt. Dude, Bernard Tomic is a fucking loser and has been for 10 years. I don't want him in the news now or ever again. And the fact that his missus is now lipping up, I mean, I don't even know who she is, but she was complaining about the hotel quarantine. Here's two things about this. Um, and to all the tennis players complaining about this. Firstly, to Bernard Tomic and his missus. Um... Firstly, the reason she's quarantining is because she even said on her vlog there was two coronavirus cases on the plane. She said it's super annoying. It is super annoying, Bernie's missus. I personally had no Christmas or New Year period because someone didn't quarantine after fucking having COVID. So why don't you keep your fake tits in that hotel room until I tell you you can come out, okay? Jesus Christ, how fucking selfish do you have to be? You know, and then another thing is the only reason Bernard Tomic and his girlfriend are in quarantine is because he had to leave the country to play a qualifying tournament to get enough points to get into the Oz Open. So, babe, that's what happens when you date a bloke who's ranked 500th in the world. Okay, if you want to freaking get to Melbourne early and enjoy the laneway coffee, and, you know, get down to St. Kilda Beach, maybe date a bloke in the top 100, you know? You want to fucking squip, skip quarantine, why don't you fucking go and suck off the King Kyrgios, okay? Because I'm pretty sure that guy has won more matches than you've had lip fillers, all right? 
So this is how the world works. You want to date a guy who's ranked 400th, get ready to get stuck in a motel room for two weeks because he had to go to Ecuador to play a fucking qualifier. Okay? This is how the world works, okay? You want those privileges, date a guy in the top 10, you know? And, and this is just to all tennis players. You know, I see everyone complaining on the internet, even Novak Djokovic. To all tennis players, to all the French guys, the Serbians, the Croatians, to, you know, the hundreds of players worldwide playing, you know, the gentleman's game, tennis. From the general public to you, at any one time, we only know who five of you are. Keep in mind, you've got the Joker, you've got Rafa, you've got Roger Federer, you've got Serena Williams, and then you've got one spot, okay? Now, in Australia, that spot is taken by the King Kyrgios. So I don't want to hear some random Croatian guy who's ranked 73rd have a fucking whinge about the hotel room, okay? Wasn't your country at war like two years ago? Shut the fuck up, okay? How could you be a pro tennis player and still be a whinger? You know, people have lost their factory jobs, but God forbid you can't hit a forehand on a fucking Tuesday morning. Shut up, tennis players. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Thank you. And the King Kyrgios was slaughtering people on Twitter. Okay. Everyone get around Nick Kyrgios. Um, That guy's hilarious. And I don't know if Nick Kyrgios has a girlfriend or not. I don't really follow tennis. But I bet if he does, she's a lot hotter than Bernard Tomics. And I don't need to Google it to find out. I know in my heart that is the case. Now, let me quickly uh, talk about some cricket here. Um, I know not everyone likes cricket. So, um, yeah, this is the end of the episode for you. Uh, Also, I've got a bit of a croaky throat this week. RE, the weekend's bender. Um, But... I'm shaping up and flying right for 2021 from now on. So my throat should be in better nick. Anyway, the Oz Cricket wrap-up. Firstly, what a summer. What a series. Thoroughly enjoyed it all. Um, India's basically second 11 beat us and beat us pretty comprehensively when you think about it. Um, They had their best six players in the world out. Okay, they had, what, Kohli, Ashwin, Jadeja, Bumrah, Ishan Sharma, and and Vahari, the batsman, and Umash Yadav. There's seven. Seven of their best players were out, and they beat us, our best team, our best possible team in Australia. Um, pretty inspiring stuff from India. I mean, Pajara was batting them in and out of the game yesterday. If, if Pajara just like had a 50 strike rate, they would have won at tea time. But he got 50 off 250 balls. That's the only reason it went so late. Otherwise, they would have absolutely trounced us. Um, Here's a couple of things. Firstly, I will harp on, and I was right all along, our batting is absolute mud. Um, you sim- Everyone is talking about, you know, we can't do this, we can't do that. Tim Payne should have done this. Tim Payne should have reviewed that. You cannot beat any team in the world with two batsmen in your team, which is what we currently have. We currently have two batsmen. India have seven. We have two. Okay, we have Marnus Labashain and Steve Smith. And they that is our batting lineup. And Tim Payne had made some good contributions throughout the series. 
So let's say out of the top six, India has six batsmen, we have two. That is how we lost. We did, I think we made it past 400 once. Um, you know, we barely, we, I don't think we made it past 200 in the first two test matches. And really, if you take out the fact that we rolled them for 36 in that first test match, which I count as a freak incident, I don't put that down to good bowling. You know, oh, you bowled so well, you bowled them out for 36. Well, why don't you do that every week? You know, that is a freak incident to bowl someone out for 36. And if you take out that, we were getting pumped in that first test as well before that 36 incident. Okay. Um, And we still had to bat again, even though they only got 36. We were getting pumped before that. Um, And then, you know, the draw. Unfortunately, I think um, two things in the third and fourth test. We did not get enough runs batting first, ever. You know, remember when we used to get like 550? You know, 350 is a par score batting first, but it's not it's not good enough to put pressure on the opposition. Um, 380, you know, you need to be getting, on a good deck in Australia to win the test match, you need to be getting 500 plus. Um, and that's the problem when you have no opening batsmen um, and five and six are basically... Free wickets. Matthew Wade has to go. I apologize. He seems like he's got a lot of mongrel in him. But I personally subscribe to the theory that, you know, the Australian cricket team is not a development squad. It's not a junior pathway program. It's the end destination. The top six batsmen picked at all times should be the top six batsmen in Australia, regardless of age. Um, You know, as long as their form's fine. But I personally think that if you have Kawaja at five and Sean Marsh at six, that is a much better team. And if people want to talk shit about Sean Marsh, well, he's got shitloads of Sheffield Shield runs this year already. And, you know, the Ashes are next year. Sean Marsh, he'll be too old by the time the Ashes come around next year. But if you remember, he got one of the great hundreds um, against the Pink Ball in Adelaide last Ashes series. Um, and I honestly think if we play Kawaja at five, we are a 20 times better team. 20, bat him at six. Usman Khawaja is without a doubt, in my mind, the fourth best batsman in Australia. Behind Warner. It goes Warner, Smith, Labashain in whatever order. Smith first, Labashain second, Warner third. Because Warner gets soft runs. Um, and then and then there's a gap. And then there's Usman Khawaja. And then there's a considerable gap. Um, no one in Australian cricket outside of those top three is better than Usman Khawaja. And if he plays, I think it would have been a different series. He would have got at least 100 in that series, for sure. Um, but when you got batsmen getting... No batsmen getting hundreds outside of two of them. Um, and it's just not good enough. We just didn't score enough runs. Uh, and Australian pitches need to be more in our favour. Because now we have to go back to India and face fucking three spinners on a fucking raging dust bowl with it turning square. And meanwhile... The third and the fourth test, both both pitches die and become basically, you know, dead to the world. Nothing happening on them. No variable variable bounce, really. No seam movement. Um, nothing. So we need to start producing raging green tops again. Or at least have them, like, wear and tear way more. So, Nathan, like, Nathan Lyon was prove, proven ineffective on day five in the last two test matches. But I thought he bowled quite well. Um, the pitches were dead. It's turning too slowly. Um, And there was a bit of turn there late yesterday, but it was too late. 
So we need to have the pitches more in our favor. The Sheffield Shield has been put on the back burner and it shows we are producing no quality batsmen. Like, apart from Pekoski, who was kind of the find of the summer. Um, yeah. And anyone calling for Tim Payne's head is a punk bitch, okay? Tim Payne, you know, he didn't have a great summer. He took some great catches. He dropped a couple he shouldn't have. And he, his captaincy at times was a bit a bit here, not there. But you know, uh, I think we play South Africa next in the winter. Um, and then we have the Ashes. And Tim Payne is the man to lead us through those series. There's no doubt in my mind. And then I think he should probably retire after the Ashes. He's already 37. Um, but Tim Payne's he's a great leader. And I personally don't subscribe to the goldfish memory of some sports fans, where as soon as, you know, stuff goes wrong, you blow up. You know, as soon as stuff goes right, it's like, oh, Timmy Payne's a legend. Dude, I supported Timmy Payne when he's the man. Everyone hates him now. I'm still on the Tim Payne train, okay? I forgot to scan my Opal card, and I'll be sitting on this thing until Tim Payne tells me to get off, okay? Not when some fucking absolute nerd down at the Daily Telegraph tells me to get off, okay? And all the people saying Tim Payne's a loser are the same people who are now sucking off Steve Smith now that he's getting all these runs. So, I don't subscribe to that stuff. i got a long memory. Tim Payne's the man to take us forward, um, at least through to the ashes. And I personally think no captain can win a series with two batsmen. Okay? That's just the truth. If you, if you, if you can struggle to get past 250 and four out of your top six batsmen average like 10, I don't care if you're Steve Waugh, you're losing that series. And that's what happened. So that's what I think. Um, but Test Cricket rips, dude. It was so much fun to watch. And and yeah, that's that. The camera just ran out. Um, but I was going to finish anyway. So thanks for the memories. I forgot to clear the SD card last week. I apologize to the my loyal YouTube viewers getting uh, sort of stiffed out of this last 90 seconds of content um but thanks thanks for everything guys uh <laughs> i don't know how to end the camera has rattled me but thanks for listening um and yeah if you if you do the better 100 over the weekend or you're on the hottest 100 dude shoot me a message let's have the greatest weekend of our lives i'm so excited i am so excited thanks for listening wait too long wait too long yeah and I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone Cause these people got me fucked up, yeah they got me way too wrong, way too wrong Now my mind's telling me, don't you wait too long, wait too long, oh I